coming up. Our detectives did a lot of work finding evidence at the scene as well as talking to other people and just developing good probable cause to try to figure out the connection between the suspects and the victim. As the court pointed out, there was a substantial level of violence inflicted on the victim. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. In Washington state, two teenagers are behind bars and charged with murder. Two 16-year-olds are being held as suspects for second-degree murder, first-degree burglary, and unlawful possession of a firearm after Pierce County deputies discovered a 51-year-old man dead at his home in Ording. They believe he'd been there for several days. One of those teenagers was previously the subject of a search operation in the Olympia, Washington area after his truck was found abandoned earlier this month. Our deputies found a vehicle with items strewn about, a small amount of blood inside the vehicle, and a phone that had been shattered. I'm joined now by Kristen Goodwillie, a reporter at King 5 in Seattle, Washington. Kristen, thanks for being here with us. Well, thanks for having me. Kristen, there's a lot to this case. We will go through this in a, in a manner that hopefully helps our listeners understand exactly how this has all transpired. But earlier this month, 16-year-old Gabriel Davies was at the center of a a search operation in the Olympia area. It seems like that's the place to start with this this case. Right. So what we knew at the time was the family was reaching out to us because their son went missing. Essentially, what we know is he did not show up to a football practice. And then later, his truck was found. There appeared to be blood in it. And he had his phone was smashed on the ground and he was nowhere to be seen. Volunteer searchers, including bloodhounds using scents found at the truck, retrace the teen's apparent path today, looking for any clues to explain what happened to the soon-to-be high school junior. We have not received information that uh, Gabriel is in danger, but he is 16 years old and this behavior is not characteristic of him. So we're very concerned, and his family is very concerned as well. So we're taking this very seriously. And it quickly became a search that the entire community was involved with. They brought in dogs. It, it was a whole. Um, it was a whole thing because this sixteen-year-old, he was somebody that it appeared, you know, everybody really supported. He was this high school football uh, star. And and so they did eventually find him. And less than 24 hours later, he was arrested for murder. Right. So this turned from a a situation where people were were concerned for his welfare. And now he is actually charged with murder and behind bars. Tell us what we've learned. It, it happened quickly. Uh, he he was found, and we really weren't given much information. You know, we we had covered his going missing, and then once he was found, we were given nothing. It felt like uh, Thurston police could not give us any information about the circumstances of what had happened to him. He was essentially found three miles away just wandering around, walking in the woods. And so already that was odd, right? Because there was so much investment in where is this 16-year-old? And then once he's found, we are completely cut off. And so I think that is something that alerted at least our reporter down in Olympia. And then 
that Saturday, we found out, you know, he he was being booked. Him and another 16-year-old teenager were booked and arrested for this man's murder. Kristen, tell us about the victim in this case and, and what we know about his murder. The victim lived south of Seattle, and he lived in a pretty rural area. He had a couple neighbors, but each person in Chinook Estates owns quite a bit of land. And and so I spoke with neighbors, and, and he'd lived there, they told me, for about 20 years. And they kind of just knew him as somebody that was a good neighbor, but they didn't know much about him, right? Uh, and, and this is talking to his next door neighbors across the street. Um, They said he was nice, but he just kept to himself. And that's kind of how everyone in that neighborhood, they acted. Uh, The one thing that everybody told me was you could always hear him on his motorcycle. He was always riding his motorcycle. And what alerted his supervisors is, is he wasn't found until days later. And he had missed quite a few shifts at work. And they eventually called police to do a welfare check. And that's when police went to his home and they they found him. I did go to his house and knock knock on the door to see if if any family members wanted to talk to me about who he was and whatnot. And it is a rural home. Uh, there is definitely stickers on the door that say keep out and whatnot. So just from what neighbors said is he was a kind man, but liked his solitude. Kristen, have investigators said anything then about a connection between the victim in this case, Daniel McCall, 51-year-old Daniel McCall, and the suspect in this case? Yes, These two people did know each other. We found out later that the victim, Daniel McCaw, was the boyfriend of Gabriel Davies' mother. Um, At that point, they had broken up, but Gabriel Davies definitely knew Daniel McCaw. And then the other teenager that was involved, Justin Yoon, is said to be Gabriel Davies' friend. And and essentially what is said in prosecuting documents is that Gabriel Davies, Justin Yoon, went camping with friends and family on the Sunday before, and they had left in the middle of the night, coming back early in the morning. And that was the first indication that something was wrong. And of course, uh, Daniel McCaw was found days later. Have police indicated at all what the motive might be in this case? They have not said what they believe the motive is, but they have released information regarding Gabriel Davies' side of the story. And this is coming from Gabriel's father. We don't know his name, but his father called police and said that his son was approached by some of Daniel McCaw's biker friends and that he was part of an outlaw biker club. And they wanted him to steal something from Daniel McCaw. And so what Gabriel Davies' father alleges is that Gabriel feared for his life, went to steal this, and then they came later on Wednesday and roughed 
Gabriel up. Apparently he's saying that they smashed his head against his steering wheel and that is where the blood came from in his truck and that they took him in a vehicle, roughed him up, and then left him in the woods is what the father alleges happened. But then the murder itself took place at a later time. The timeline is a little bit tricky here, but what we know is that Sunday morning is when prosecutors say Justin Yoon, Gabriel Davies were camping left in the middle of the night. And then on Wednesday is when Gabriel Davies went missing. At this point, police tell me when they were searching for Gabriel Davies, they did not know that he was a suspect in a murder investigation. At that point, they didn't even know that Daniel McCaw had died. And these areas are pretty far apart. So they had no indication that Gabriel Davies would be involved when they found Daniel McCaw initially. But when they found Gabriel they they did say that there was enough evidence and, and they talked about the evidence um, that connected them and linked them. And part of it was Justin Yoon's father calling and, and saying what, what his son had told him about what transpired, but also um, a shell casing that was found in Gabriel Davies' room it was connected to one found at Daniel McCaw's home. What was the cause of death in the in Daniel McCaw's murder? Initially, what police said was the cause of death was a single gunshot wound to the head. And that's what made this case so tricky for them. Uh, they did not find a gun nearby, but they initially thought this could be a suicide. But they found no gun. And then later, they found there was another bullets in his abdomen, and they do believe he was stabbed. At this point, Daniel was found days after being killed, and so they are still waiting for more concrete results at this point. Uh, But we do know he was shot twice, and he was stabbed a couple times. We don't know the exact number because of of how long he he had been in his home. The evidence that we have to date is that the two of them plotted and planned this murder. Given that he's already tried to uh, stage his disappearance, there's a concern for uh, a flight risk. The same concerns that I expressed with regard to Mr. Davies exist with regard to Mr. Yoon. And a particular concern is the fact that um, when detectives went out on Friday night to serve the search warrant, they saw that the defendant's family was packing up an RV uh, that night. Their concern was that they might be trying to leave the area. Well, Kristen, it sounds like, I mean, it's a convoluted timeline. You've got two teenagers behind bars. You've got a 51-year-old man who is deceased, who was murdered, and connections to a possible biker gang. I mean, this has generated, I know, a lot of interest in the area, and I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about the investigation and how police have sort of put this all together. Yeah, I think it's definitely has been a switch. Uh, I I think the community felt a little bit like the rug was pulled from under them. And and I think the biggest thing is what I asked police, which is they were like, why were you having a search for this teenager when all along he was arrested for murder? And I I asked police that and and they confirmed to me that, that they really, when they started that search for him, they thought this was a search for a missing 
teenage boy that something seriously had gone wrong. And they did not know at the time that he was a suspect in Daniel McCaw's murder. And Kristen, I should mention that you don't always report on the name of a, of a juvenile, but in this case, uh, Gabriel Davies' name has been in the news. Yes, we decided to share his name because we had already covered his his disappearance, right? And so we had talked to the community. We had already put his name out there. And so we felt like for transparency reasons, we had to continue the story. All right, Kristen Goodwillie at King 5 in Seattle, Washington. Thanks for talking to us about this case. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. If you haven't already, check out the newest podcast from Vault Studios. It's called Intent, the Tex McIver case, available wherever you listen to podcasts. For The Daily Crime, I'm Will Johnson.